What's up, folks? It is Tuesday night. Yes, Tuesday night here, September 13th, and we are live back at the LG Direct Sales Solutions Studios here in Tampa, Florida. Of course, this past weekend, we did our first pregame broadcast over at Tampa Joe's. Turned out to be really great as far as the turnout for the folks who were there for the season beginning party. Even though the Eagles were in, in Detroit, but it felt like the home away from home game for everyone who was there at Tampa Joe's. We can't thank you guys enough for showing up in numbers. Completely sold out, which was a beautiful, beautiful thing for Tampa Joe's. And I'm pretty sure my sponsor is extremely happy for making some, hey, not going to lie, made some pretty good money over the weekend. So good thing is also the Eagles end up winning. So right now they're 1-0, just like a lot of teams out there. Some of them, of course, end up losing, but almost end up blowing the game. But we may, I'm talking about that later on in the program. But more importantly tonight, it is about the basketball league and the newest addition to the basketball league, the Fayetteville Stingers, and we have the team market owner, Kenneth Bishop, not only just the market owner of the Fayetteville Stingers, also a hometown native of Philadelphia. So it should be a great time talking with Ken tonight. So hang on. We have a lot to talk about. Of course, we want to find out everything that we need to know about the Fayetteville Stingers, and they know, they know they are going to be an extremely tough division. So I hope when the team gets put all together, and we find out who's going to be on this roster. They need to take a look at the future because that division, telling you, you're talking about, let's see, what would be the toughest one? Probably the AFC East to kind of equal out what they have to go through. So it's going to be a lot, but we're going to get into some good talk tonight. We're hoping to have a lot of fun with you guys as well. And again, episode 155. And we can't thank you enough for tuning in every single week. So I do appreciate it. And don't forget, you can always find any show-related info on BroadStreetSouth.com, BroadSTSouth.com. We can't also thank enough the people overseas, from Italy to Spain to Australia to Africa, and everyone stateside, including South America, who tunes into the show week in and week out. We can't thank you enough. So with all that being said, let's get things started. We thank you once again for joining us here on Broad Street South, episode 155. I'm Angel, and welcome to the show. Ken that's been patiently waiting there in the green room. So tonight we have with us Kenneth Bishop III, all the way from Fayetteville currently, as he's getting ready to take on a major challenge with being with the basketball league. More importantly now, as a team market owner, and Kenneth, we talked a little before the show started. First of all, congratulations to you and the newest established team in the basketball league. We do appreciate you guys being a part of this league and uh, I hope, I don't know, either you have tons of Red Bulls or Monster Energies or something else, because you're going to need as much energy as you possibly can, because you are welcomed into a tough division, my friend. I, I, well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, you know, thank you for reaching out and, you know, being able to set this whole thing up. Um, but yes, we do understand the caliber of talent in the TBL. The TBL is an amazing league. I'm thankful for them giving me an opportunity to uh, put this team together and be a part of the league. Um you know, just to give, you know, another group, another area, another city, state, an opportunity to display their level of uh, basketball talent. Uh, but I do understand the caliber of this division and it's absolutely going to be a fun ride. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. So I just hope, listen, come January, I know that, you know, it's going to be some nervousness, some nerves, you name it. It's going to be a little bit crazy, but I hope in the long run, you know, it's, it's tough. Any any professional team, it's always tough to make that first initial run to the postseason. 
last year yeah. when I was broadcasting for the Tampa Bay Titans. You know, it was exciting to to say that they were going to the playoffs, and they did. Unfortunately, they came up short in the playoffs, uh, and I'm hoping that obviously they'll come back like a lot of other teams here uh, this year at the bas- with the basketball league. But, yeah, you talk about opportunities. When when I've, I've spoken to Evan Magley and obviously David, and as on social media, I'm, I'm always putting stuff out there because they do create a, a family that it's it's up to you. The opportunities are endless. They, they give you the keys of what you need to succeed. And it's up to you and different owners, you know, different marketing teams for them to pretty much exceed what their own expectations are. So I, I know for you, bringing a professional basketball team to the city of Fayetteville, it, it, I know personally it's going to mean a lot. I spent time down there, uh, as I was telling you beforehand as well. For those who don't know, Fayetteville also has a nickname of Vietnam for those of us who are in the military. Uh, so if you want to learn about that, we'll just Google it, and I'll tell you the reason why they call it Vietnam. But this Fayetteville, when I was there, obviously it was a small city. I'm pretty sure it's grown since then. But what do you think, Ken, that it means for the city of Fayetteville now having an actual professional basketball team? I just just from talking to, to, to specific individuals uh, that are have been in the community that are natives of Fayetteville, it means an absolute lot. Like they are extremely excited, they're proud um, to have this opportunity because the last time that they had basketball there was with the with the what used to be called the D League. I think they were called the Fayetteville Patriots. That was about 16, 17 years ago, the last time that they were there. Um, so just to be able to present this opportunity just from everyone that I've spoken to, people that I don't know who may know some people that we do know, um, they're excited about the opportunity and they're looking forward to it. Um, and, you know, they can't wait, you know, for tickets to go on sales. For this. They're just excited about everything that we have overall as an organization. So the the the, the vibe and the buzz is really going on well uh, in favor. Now, the one thing I'll, I'll kind of relate back here, because uh, one thing that we do know is you are from the city of brotherly love from Philadelphia, Absolutely. which is, it's Absolutely. a great thing. You know, we'll, we'll always brag and boast <laughs> about it when it comes to Philly, because listen, it's a hard blue collar city. And I think if really? anything, that will actually give you some good power as far as the, that, you know, what you're going to need to market down here in Fayetteville, because mm-hmm. listen, everybody knows the best players came through Philadelphia. And even if they didn't win a championship in Philly, they won it elsewhere, but because of fans, yeah. And and I think what the, the bad thing is, unfortunately, Philly gets a bad rap as far as the fan reputation because all people ever think about is like batteries and snowballs and Santa Claus. It, that means absolutely nothing. Charles Barkley, one of the greatest that played in the NBA, when he was away from Philly, then he understood what it meant to play in that city because we bring the best out of you, but we'll also bring the worst out of you. But we'll support you as long as you don't you know trash us for the most part. But the reason why we do it is because we know as fans, we're probably one of the smarter fan bases out there to know what a team may need. It doesn't mean that the ownership is going to necessarily listen to us, but we know what's going to be needed in order to make these teams successful. I mean, you look at the Eagles, obviously a couple years shy of winning the Super Bowl, trying to get back there this year. They ended up winning this past right. Sunday by a hair because they almost blew that one by as well. But by the good hair. thing is, as you being from Philadelphia, you know what's going to take to make a successful team down here in Fayetteville. And I know you've also traveled to other or been with other teams as well, because if I do remember correctly, there was a team that you had or you belonged to in Philadelphia just some years ago. Yeah. So I actually started my first team in another league when I was 24. Um, it was called the Philadelphia Flight. And it really, um, whew, it was a it was a learning experience, to say the least. Um <laughs> So, you know, just learning the business, learning, 
you know, how to operate, how to move, uh, you know, all that was brand new to me. Um, but then just knowing the city and the expectations of the city, um, it wasn't really probably, I would say it probably wasn't the best time because I mean, for me personally, it's like when you are in a city that has a huge sports organization like the Sixers, it's like you're you're literally the little guy. So right. that was the biggest hurdle that we had to deal with is just being the little guy and then literally promoting ourselves and then not really knowing the business at that age. So, you know, um, I hit the ground running. Uh, we had some success. There was some a, a ton of hurdles that we had to go through. But um, for the most part, you know, fast forward to all these years, it's like now that, you know, on top of everything else that I've learned throughout the years, it's like I feel as though we're in a really good position to actually engage with the fans. And that's really what it's about, um, just engaging with the fans and, and making ourselves known that we're available, not just to them on a basketball court from an entertainment level, but just from, you know, mentorship and, and partnerships and just being community involved is what fans really enjoy and how they gravitate to you um, and how they want to support you, really. Um, so it's really bigger than basketball when it comes, when it's all said and done. I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to agree with you there, only because I saw it firsthand with the Titans. And you can see when, first of all, it, it is an extreme family environment. And it's no different because just because people, okay, so a difference between the NBA to the TBL. Yes, the NBA has millions upon millions of dollars that they have at, at their, you know, expenditure. Basically, they can just, they can turn around, put whatever ads, promos, and everything else, and the fans will follow in because you have big name players. The difference with the basketball league is that it's a professional league that brings players that want to excel. So even if you, you know, you may have gotten injured in the G League and decided, you know what, let me let me go to the basketball league and rehab, get better, and let's see if I can get back to where I was before or possibly get to the NBA or go overseas because we see a lot of players that make it in the basketball league get the opportunity of going overseas. And I know some guys, even that I spoke to personally, they prefer to play overseas versus playing in the NBA and, and obviously vice versa. But either way you look at it in the same way with the coaches, I mean, I, listen, I love Coach Barry for what he did when he came in when the Titans really needed him, and to excel the way he did, to get that team to to the playoffs, even with the injuries that they had, he did a phenomenal job. And from what I understand, he's, he's back overseas again, and I know he wanted to go back over there, so he's going to be missed if he doesn't come back this year. Again, we'll see uh, come October 1st how many people are going to be around and, and who's not. But the good thing is is that the fans can reach out to you guys, can reach out to team owners, you know, same way, talk to their players. Find out, like get in their head and just say, hey, you know, what did you do? How did you get here? You know, what do I need to do? Because there are tryouts, and I know you guys have one, and we'll talk about it here a little bit later on, but I know there's tryouts to, to get on this team, and I don't think people understand, like, the the opportunity that you have to try out, and let's say using you for the Fayetteville Stingers, to come onto this team and showcase your talent. Even if you're 23, 24 years old, and, and you may have given up on a dream, Never give up on a dream because you never know where that dream is going to take you. No matter what you do in life, always pursue what you love because that's what's going to make you most happiest. So when people go to these games and they see the environment, they see what's going on, they see the camaraderie because, I mean, Lord knows that we had many games where some teams had showcased and showboat because they were just having fun. And as a fan, you get a little bit upset because, like, look, they're running the floor and they're making us look silly but because that's a passion. And it brings the right. same kind of passion as the NBA in, you know, in relation. So I, I agree 100% with you that they can, people can come and talk to you as a team owner, find out what they need to do 
in order to become better. And not only that, to find out even if they're a part of the team, because I noticed that you have some of your team members put together in the front office. You're not done yet, obviously, as you continue to build. But as I noticed as well, and because in today, we see so many changes in our society. The one thing that I will say is that when you have owners from different ethnicities, and when you have black American men and or women that are trying to excel, to try and say, you know what, I'm not going to be, you know, absolutely nothing in life because that's not the route that I want. I want to be successful and I want to take people along the way with me. I want to find out what it's going to take to get to that next level. So as you're starting to build your team, the same way, how important is it that if you do have, let's say, a, a lot of your black Americans that are going to join you in that front office, what do you look for? And not just from just from them, from everyone in general, what do you look for to make your team as successful as you are? That's a really good question. Um, I look for a few things. One, I look for experience. Um, I don't look for a ton of experience, but uh, I, I do look for experience. But one of my biggest things is your character. Um, you know, how how are you when you, how how do you present yourself? Because, you know, we want to get out into the market. We want to make sure that we present ourselves as as solid individuals, trustworthy, you know, confident. But we also want to be, again, you know, part of the because we want to be a part of the community. So um, when when we sit down and I, I have to give him praise at all times. Our general manager, Ray, Ray Phillips, has been uh, one has been an absolute blessing to, to this organization. Um, and it's an interesting story how we met. We actually went to high school together. Interesting story how we actually got to this point. Um, but so he he's high on that. So he's not one to come in and have his own agenda. We sit down, we talk every day. But when we first started, his thing is, what do you want out of this? Because whatever you want, I'm going to make sure that it happens. So we had conversations and our biggest thing is character and integrity. Um, come in, don't have a hidden agenda, be for the organization, but, but most importantly, give it your all because I tell everybody this, this is not your end game. This is a stepping stone to your final chapter and utilize this to the best of your ability. We are a new organization. So from top to bottom, I've told everybody, this is your baby. You have first crack at first impact. So put your name to it because what we do this first year will have a pivotal statement on what we can do for years to come. Um, so our, our game day director, uh, Ms. Jalen McLean, uh, what people, I don't know if too many people know about her, but she's actually had, I don't, I don't want to say she had experience, but she's actually had offers from NBA teams. Oh, like wow. she is top to bottom, one of the best people outside of, you know, our coaching staff, like it's an extreme honor to have her as part of our, as part of our organization because of what she brings to the table. So we know, and I can, I can honestly say, I know that our entertainment value for our game days are going to mm -hmm. be legit. Like not just, you know, what the fans experience, but also what the traveling teams to us experience, you know, because she has a game plan. We agree on the game plan and she hits the ground rolling with a lot of things that she do. So I'm really excited to work with her. Um, Ray has been a blessing. And we all know uh, Mr. Robert Bricky and Mr. Don Gardner. They are my guys. Um, I'm really excited to see what two of Fayetteville great basketball minds are going to put together. A lot of people don't understand this is just the beginning for us. So the tryouts, they're, they're picking each other's brains. And I watched it happen firsthand at our first tryout. They pick each other's brains. Uh, they agree on some things. Um, and 
it's really interesting. And I mean, they will honestly tell you they really they're, they're really excited for when training camp starts because to them, that's when the real work starts. So I'm just excited for our overall um, our overall staff that we put together so far. We have a couple more that are actually coming uh, that will be announced probably by the end of this week. Um, and then our dance director, Canadian, she is her. We talk about character when we talk about Canadian. There's not an opportunity that you can have with her where she just doesn't make you smile. Like she just beams ray of light in her character. So, I mean, that's our biggest thing. It's just character um, and integrity and being able to understand we are community first, no matter what happens. Um, I don't care about the numbers for tryouts. I don't care about, you know, the small, I don't really care about the basketball stuff. It's not my job. My job is what can we do for the community? Because right. once the community accepts us, everything else will play out on its own. So um, I'm just really excited to have what I would call a brilliant staff. And we haven't even hired everybody that we need to. <laughs> well, listen, I, two things. One is let your GM know, just like yourself, when you guys have that championship parade, right? Yours truly, I just want to be invited on the, <laughs> at the parade. That's all. And so and my only one request is that I can be on the float with you guys. But listen, I because I, I truly hope, obviously, from the connection, because for those who don't know it, because I, I don't think I've ever shared it even on on my own show, but the only team that I actually have ever strayed away with from uh, from Philadelphia growing up was I always loved Duke. And it's coincidentally, that was your head coach is from Duke. And so right. it's the one-two combination as far as when it comes to, obviously, the Fayetteville connection and then the Duke connection. I'm already a fan, so I'll just wait for my jersey or T-shirt or hat or something else. But it's it's great, though, because it, what you just said is is absolutely true because it is about character. And and one thing I've, I've talked about to other people beforehand is that, yes, you know, you we have – all of us have social media. For, and, and for those who don't, you know, you you the art of communication always goes a long way. You may find someone who it may be questionable. Like you look at their social media, I'm like, do I really want to associate myself with this person? But then you come to find out who they really are. And it's like, wow. So I I may be judging them because of their character. I only come to find out, you know what? They're they're nothing like what their social media is all about. Like they might right. that might be a whole different world. So you're absolutely right as far as like, you know, the character, the person and how much energy they have because lord knows my co-host who's not here tonight he's on assignment but that man has more energy than than <laughs> than probably 10 people combined but that's just because the way he is and, and the fun we have together but the, to me that is important because obviously your front office from you being a team owner all the way down i don't if it's the guy who's putting the mics together and the other one to make sure the bleachers are clean it doesn't right. matter because the entire organization is what grows to success and i know you you're, you're talking about tryouts and, and even though it may not be part of what you do because you want to be more involved with the community. But I also don't think people understand that either is that when, if there's a team out there in your local area, whether you're from Tampa, whether you could be from San Diego, obviously from Fayetteville in the Raleigh area, if they have tryouts, by all means go out and try out because the only person that holds you back. And I always say this to myself all the time is you, because you're the only one to hold yourself back, whatever success that you need, that's what you end up having. So I, with that being said as well, we, we know there's always people who influence us in our lives. And, and I know I'm pretty sure as you as well, is that there's been people who've helped you contribute to your success and to your growth. If, if, if I may ask, who are those people that you could say that actually helped you like along the way and continue helping you along the way? Oh man, honestly, uh, I would say first and foremost. Okay. So she's no longer with us, but I had a mentor when I was growing up, 
uh, really, really nice lady. Uh, her name is Darlene. Um, I grew up in a church and she's actually from Philadelphia. Um, and she always was one to keep me grounded because as a kid, I was one to push people to their levels just to see, you know, whatever I could get out of them. Um, and she recently passed. Um, and I, I believe she passed last year. And it kind of like, it stunned me. Um, it was so unexpected. I saw it on Facebook and I, you know, I immediately started crying. I, I thought about a conversation that we, that we had um, when I was, a, when I was a kid. So after reflecting on her life and what she's had and the impact that she's had on my life, it kind of like kept me going. Um, I, you know, I've made mistakes in the past. I, I, I've grown, I, I've done some things that I question, like maybe I could have done this a lot better, but she, she played a, a pivotal impact uh, on my life. Then of course, my wife and my kids, um, you know, I, I'm married, been married for 13 years. I have four kids, three girls, one, one son. Um, so they have been a big influence on me just from a standpoint that, you know, and it's, it's odd to say, but you know, where, when you realize that someone is really looking to you, um, for leadership and guidance, it's kind of like, for me, it's kind of like, okay, I'm really like that, that go-to guy. So, you know, I have to maintain that level of being able to answer things the best to my ability, be able to do things that I say I'm going to do. Um, and for, for a little bit, I actually lost sight of that uh, a couple years ago. And, you know, so a lot of things that happened within this last year where I was able to reconnect with myself and say, you know, this is who I, who I really am. So uh, just more importantly, I would, I would definitely give a, a big praise to my wife, my kids, my, my, my mentor and my sister. Honestly, uh, me and my sister talk all the time and she has been a huge impact on some things. And I don't even think she realized it, like just her coming in and having conversations with me about her life um, has really impacted me to, because she's given me clarity um, on, on who I am. So being able to be around and it, the, the list can go on. Honestly, I have friends, I have cousins, I have other people that I've, I've ran it, I ran across. And it's just like my circle had gotten vastly spread out, right. you know, from my time, you know, while, while I'm in San Diego. Um, and more recently I've been able to, as I've been able to reconnect with, with my circle, and they're being brought in closer is making me understand who I really am and what I really am capable of. Um, so I really give praise, you know, a lot of praise to, to, to my wife, my kids, and all those who have helped me along this journey. And if, you know, it, it's, it's been beautiful. And I thank them for just giving me that clarity and that vision, because now just having that allows me to focus and really dial in on this team and be able to present the best version of this organization that I can present. And then, it allows me to have people like our general manager, you know, uh, our head coach, assistant coach, allows me to identify who's truly, you know, supposed to be a part of this organization. So I'm just, Ryan, honestly, it's, it's, a, it's a ton of people, but I can just honestly say I'm blessed. Yeah, listen, and, and, and that's a big thing because obviously we have family, we have friends, we have people who come and go, right? We, right. we, we can't, we can't choose our family, but we can definitely choose our friends. And it's always been said beforehand. But you always know too that you're you're gonna have no matter what you do in life, and 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 this is this is real talk. You have some people that will see you and want to see your success and see your growth, right? And they want to make sure you know what Ken did, what he had to do to make sure he, he took care of his family. He's been doing the right things. And then you have others that just because 
maybe things are going wrong in their life. It was like, okay, so what can I do to make sure I can throw a wrench in Ken's program to let him know that he can't get to that level where he wants to be, right? And, and no different when it comes to even us in our own show because we reach out to people and a lot of times we get a lot of no's, but that doesn't stop us. No, we just, we know there's going to be someone else that's going to say yes, you know, whether it be in a sponsorship, a partnership, whatever the case may be. But it's the people you surround yourself with. You had mentioned your wife the same way with me, my producer, Debbie. She, you know, if, if it wasn't for her, and, and believing in the vision that I had here with, with our small company and within the last three years, the growth that we've had. And it, and it seems funny with even the, the amount of people that we've connected with, former MLB players, NFL players, you know, uh, general managers. And, and we go all around. So it's just not about, you know, the, the big time players, the big time coaches, because we also have people in the community that we talk to. So the idea and the vision of having an interactive podcast was to make sure we bring that all around. And that's by connecting with good people, finding out what their messages are, and then, you know, figure out what they want to do. But it's, it's good to hear that, obviously, for your wife and, and boy, three girls and one boy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is because I know a thing or two about girls and, and, and my son. So it, it, is, it is tough. It's not like when we were growing up. We were growing up as a whole different environment. Uh, it yeah. was completely different. And, and the atmosphere wasn't as crazy as it is today. So I'm just hoping that Absolutely. obviously, yeah, the values that you and your wife have, I hope your girls and your son can see that. So they know, you know, here's, here's what mom and dad did to get where they need to be. And they're taking care right. of us. Let's make sure we do the same thing for them. So, you know, there's with that being said as well, and and just even though it's it's been a, a so far a small amount of time, you being a team owner, can you take us through a day of, of what it's like, you know, whether it's it's trying to figure out who's going to be a part of your team, you know, what are you going to be doing with the community? What's going to be the fan experience for the community? So can you kind of run us through what, what a day in, in your life as a team owner is? Oh, man. Um, well, you know, so outside of waking up, getting my kids to, to school, um, I come back and I check, you know, as many emails as possible. But more than likely, um, before I even get a chance to open my laptop, I'm on the phone with our general manager, Ray. Um, and he is going through, you know, people that he's spoken to, potential partners, potential you know, uh, interns. You know, we have a relationship with Fayetteville State University right now, which is huge for us. Um, it's just getting, you know, getting the information from him that really kickstarts my day for the most part. Right. Um, what did he do? Um, you know, and I don't request, you know, a daily summary of what he does because I trust him in his position that what he said he's going to do, he gets done and he does. Um, so just getting that overall from him and then, you know, trying to connect to many, as many people as possible. Um, right now, we are juggling several different things right now. Um, I can honestly say outside of the, the tryout that's coming up, we have a walk that we're participating in. We have a t-shirt contest that we're, that we've rolled out on the first dance team registration. Um, what else? I'm missing something. I am missing something. Oh, the, 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 the partnership with, with Fayetteville State University, the interns, the interns that are coming in from Fayetteville State University. <laughs> um, so it's literally a, a all day experience of emails, phone calls, um, you know, just talking to our marketing director, uh, Miss um, Casey. And there, there's a ton of things that we have and then just juggling um, what we're going to do for game day. Um, you know, talk to the venue several times that we'll be hosting our games at. That announcement will come 
relatively soon. I'm not going to sit there and give away anything uh, for that. Um, but just just having that conversation with them, uh, getting the dates in order, getting our training camp in order, it, it's a lot that goes into it. And sometimes, you know, you're just bouncing from one wall to the next, just trying to get it all done. But I can honestly say, you know, with the help of Ray and then having the, the supporting cast that we have, it makes it a lot easier because we're all on the same page. Right. And that's the biggest thing. Uh, jumping into organizations and not having everybody on the same page or, you know, when everybody is in disagreement to some things um, and not hearing everything, uh, not hearing all sides and, you know, just saying, hey, you know what, that's actually not a bad idea. I think we should run with that. You know, even if it's not my own opinion or my own agenda, Ray has given me several ideas. And I was like, the T-shirt contest for one, that was all Ray's idea. And he, he explained it to me and I was like, Ray. That's like stop talking. Let's get this going. <laughs> and so, um, and I had I haven't I hadn't even thought of such a uh, an opportunity. And it's another great way to get the community involved. Um, so we bounce ideas off each other all day, um, and just just trying to have just having that clarity in order to say, okay, we talked about this. Here's step one, phase one. Step two, phase two. Step three, phase three. And being able to really compile a week of worth a week's worth of uh, work together i have my whiteboard right here for important things that i write down that needs to get done uh i schedule myself out um for availability for things like this so as does he i think he's done i want to say about five interviews uh over the last three four months um whereas me i've probably only done two um, but you know, he, he's really good at you know making himself available and making sure we uphold that community first nature. Um, he actually had a meeting today with um, ooh, uh, Fayetteville. I might I might butcher the name, but it's like uh, the Fayetteville Ministry Community, um, where they pretty much do things uh, from a ministry standpoint throughout the entire you know I believe Cumberland County area. Um, and called me. We got on the phone and discussed that great opportunity for us. Great opportunity for the ministry itself. We're really excited about opportunity. So it's just, it's literally just, it's every day round the clock work, but it's, it's beautiful now that I have the clarity and the understanding of exactly the direction that we're going and have the supporting cast to make sure that everything comes to light. So it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it sounds like, and that was, now, which was going to lead me to another question as far as when it comes to networking, but you pretty much answer all right there because networking is, is everything, no matter which way you look at everything. it. And as you talk about, Fayetteville State University, which, you know, it's, those are huge steps because not where a lot of people don't understand whether you do a podcast, whether like yourself, you're a team owner, what people don't see behind the scenes is all the work that goes into something. And you have your soul, just, you have this great feeling. You come with all this energy, everything else. And basically it's always one person says, no, I'm like, but hold right. on, give me a second. No, but you know what? You didn't right. hear me. No. No, look, oh, come on. I'm losing here. Give me a break. But but you have to remember that because that one person said no, that means there's another door that's going to open up. There's another opportunity that's going to open up. And so I, I think networking, obviously, being one of the key things, because you never know. Like, you, you never know who knows a person. And one day you might be sitting around and talking about something, whether, you know, having a Coke or you're having a coffee or something else, or maybe you're having a pastry, whatever case may be. And some other person's kind of ear hustling and saying, wait a minute. Did they say they needed this thing right here? And they might just come in and say, excuse me, who are you, uh, Mr. Bishop? Am I correct? 
um, there's something that you need that I have that may help you along the way. And so networking to me is, is always the biggest thing ever because again, you don't know who knows who. And that's why you also never burn a bridge either because you, not everyone is going to agree with everything. We all value our own opinions. You know, we, we all know that there's different things that we can say and do, but the one bad thing you can end up doing is burning a bridge so bad that you again don't know who that person is and you might be coming across a big deal you know let's just say with um was it raleigh dorm there's i know there's a big hospital that's out there but let's you know using raleigh dorm for an example let's just say and, and i'm not saying there is so i'm just going to say this hypothetically that there was someone on somewhere around a team and they say you know what i heard that Fayetteville stinger said this and then they come up to you and they say uh, Ken, can you explain this? And you, once you tell them, you know what? That was a far story. I don't know where you got that from. Well, that person who had burned the bridge tried to burn somebody else in the process. The golden thing is because you know the truth and everybody else would know the truth, it would then help you continue to network with somebody else because what happens? That door then opens because they'll say, you know what? Everything that was said about this particular person, not true. We find out what the truth was. So yeah, networking, it's it's a it's a huge, huge deal. And, and to me, Again, it's always going to mean the world because you just don't know who knows who. But the, the kind of leading into that as well, when when you look at now being a team owner, you're putting your team together. What what steps do you believe are, are you're going to need along with your GM, along with your coach to get to that championship level? And I'm not saying obviously the first year. Would everybody love to do it? Of course. You know, but what level do you think? Let's just take this first season, for example. What message could you possibly tell your team of what they need to get to that championship level? What would I tell my team they would need to get to that championship level? I, honestly, it might sound weird, but the 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 cliche would be hard work and dedication and things of that nature. But honestly, for me, it would be reflection. Like I would, like I would tell my team to reflect on some of the toughest moments that they've had in their life and really sit down and think about what they wanted to do and how they said they were going to get out of it and how, you know, how hard did they pray to get out of it and then look at where they at right now with an opportunity to literally be able to say, I overcame. By the grace of God, I overcame. What are you willing to do to make sure that that happens? So my biggest thing would be to reflect on your life and what has happened. And if you had any trials and tribulations or anything, any tough goings that has happened where you're just saying, I need to be better. I need to do better. I need to get my mom, my, my girlfriend, my wife, my kids, a better life. And this opportunity that you have in your hands, what are you willing to do? Because at the end of the day, it's not just about the championship for us. It's about the opportunities that will come with the work that you put in. So even though a championship, yeah, a championship is great. It would go really well for us. We would absolutely open up welcome arms. It would be great for the city. But at the same time, there's other things that come with that. And more opportunities can come with that. So my, my biggest thing for a championship level, you have to dig deep and you have to reflect on what it is that you're trying to get out of this opportunity, uh, life. Um, so you you really have to dig deep and, and, and 
and figure out those things in order for you to give it your all. And that comes before the hard work that comes before you dedicating anything. You have to reflect and say, can I do this? And am I willing to actually do it? Because the requirements for this are pretty extreme, you know? So um, that would be my biggest thing, just to be able to reflect and, and really dig deep and say, you know, what am I going to do and understand that you're worth it. I don't care who you are, what you're going to do. You're worth everything good that comes your way. I, I really don't. I really don't care who you are, what you're going through, what color you are. That None of that stuff matters. You're worth it. Embrace yeah. it. So that would be my biggest thing. Well, a, listen, great message. That's for sure, because it's true. It doesn't matter. We all come from different walks of life. And if we ever just look at someone because of the walk of life where they come from, then you're doing wrong things because that means you don't have that open mind to figure out, you know what, this person could do so much for me and I'm not giving them the opportunity because I just don't like that, you know, a particular thing. So you're absolutely right because you have to embrace the moment and, and the challenges that come along with it because not every day is a smooth day. Everybody knows this, right? I wake up in the morning, first thing I do is what? Pray to God and ask him for a good day. Because that's the only right. thing I can do, right? We all, everybody prays in, in one form faster than the other. We will right. love like instant gratification, right? So we know, hey, God, uh, listen, I know you got a lot of things going on today, but a million dollars will be great. Not like God's going to poof, there you go. Here's your million right. bucks. No, it's going to take time to get to that point. It may take over your span. And he might say, see, it only took you 99 years, but you finally got a million dollars, didn't you? Finally so, got it. Yeah, everything takes time. And by the way, the message you really hear is from uh, Rick Marcus, great friend of mine. He was out there Sunday at uh, Tampa Joe's. Rick, it was great seeing you. He says, well, look for the singers to come to Tampa who works out there at Southwest. So uh, that's a that's a, a, see, another good connection out there in Southwest. So uh, <laughs> Rick's a great guy that would uh, works for Southwest. And, and thanks, Rick, again for the hat. And I'll make sure I wear it for, uh, for Thursday. But listen, everybody knows, right, before, because we'll get into a little Eagles talk here before we end the show, but the, the big thing is, Ken, that we always look for, for a legacy, right? And we hope right. that when we walk away, whether it's from life, you know, whether it's from an event, whatever case may be, you now being a team owner, let's fast forward and say that the team has had success in, in 10 years, then now another opportunity has risen that you can now, you know, possibly let's go into the NBA or some other marketing team says, you know what? I, I need you to create five teams for me. I've seen what you've done with Fayetteville Stingers. I, here's what I need right. you to do. In your mind, and and let's say, like I said, take the history, not only just from the Fayetteville Stingers, but everything you've done in your life, what legacy would you love to leave behind? I overcame. Um. Throughout, I, I, and I'm speaking solely for, and again, I, I'm reflecting right now. There's there's some things uh, that I dealt with throughout my life, as we all have. We all have, you know, our backgrounds. We all have our issues and our stories. Mm -hmm. um, but the one thing I, I, I've done um, recently is become more transparent about some of my things. Um, so when when it's all said and done, I want people to understand that it's not about the wins or losses for me. It's not about, you know, uh, uh, doing this for, for approval from other people. Um, this is solely me providing an opportunity to others so they can overcome their situation because I've overcame my situation. Um, so that's the biggest thing. Like I, I, this is a platform that we use to help other individuals, you know, become better individuals 
through sports. So I, so for us as team market owners, or at least I can speak solely for myself, it's the same way for me. This is an opportunity for me to become a better individual by helping other individuals. So when it's all said and done, I absolutely want to be able to, for people to understand, like, there was a time where I struggled. There was a time where I was lost and I was able to create this beautiful thing and I've helped so many people's lives. And that's honestly, that's all I need. I don't need, you know, I don't need to be glorified and say, hey, I've made X amount of dollars. I don't need to be glorified and say, hey, I have X amount of medals, rings and shiny things. None of that means anything to me. It's the impact that I'm trying to leave on other individuals because someone and other individuals impacted me. So, you know, just overcoming the barriers that were told to me that I wasn't able to accomplish. I was never going to accomplish. I couldn't do these things. Or when it, even when it seemed like I wasn't going to be able to do what I've said, um, because there has been things that I've said to people, I've agreed to some things, and I wasn't able to fulfill those agreements. And now I had to backtrack in order to fulfill those agreements. And that's one thing that I'm always going to be. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. May not get it right the first time. May not get it right the first time, but that's life. And, yeah. and in life, you may not get it right the first time. But just understand, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to get it done. <laughs> so that that's that's my biggest thing. And I, I, I preach that to my daughters and my wife all the time. Like, hey, you know, I said, and, and transparency is, is the best thing for me. I've told my daughters, hey, we would go to the park today. Got tied up with the team. And she's like, hey, I understand we said we was going to go to the park. Can we go tomorrow? And they understand that. So it's just my biggest thing is like, it's just overcoming um the odds and being able to help people become better versions of themselves through sports. Um, so that, that's pretty all, that's pretty much everything that I look for. Well, it's, and, and it's, it's the absolute truth is what you're saying there, because it, no matter how busy we are in life, no matter what we do, and you're right, because listen, it, the trophies, you know, the cars, the bling, no matter what it is, it doesn't matter. Cause and yet we don't take any of that with us. What we want to take with us, right. We want to do what was best and what we did while we were here. What impact did we have while we were here? And you're right, because all of us have a past. All of us do. Right. No matter what it is, because we're perfect. As I always tell everybody, we'd be upstairs with man, right? It just That's the way life works. But we all have you know, our own past, but we learn and we grow from it. At least we hope that we learn and grow from it. But it's absolutely right. And no matter how busy you are in life, never forget to take that moment out to your family. Family, first and foremost, because those are the ones that are going to support you and believe in you. And even if you're single, it's for, for those who are out there who are single, it doesn't matter because you're going to either have a friend, a good friend, a family member, whomever it is, it's always going to be there to love and support you and believe in everything you do. So it, it, it is in great points that you absolutely make. And I do want to bring up here so everybody knows exactly when uh, the tryouts are. But as you guys can see there on the screen, I believe September 17th is the next trial. Am I correct, Ken? Absolutely. September 17th is the second tryout of five that we have scheduled. Um, new time uh, for this one. Some old time just coming back for another shot. But um, it's 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 going to be an entertaining uh, event. We are looking for, you know, just come out and work. We don't, you know, just come out and give it your best shot. And w- the one thing I do like about our coaches is that if they don't select you for the training camp process, what we do is we actually have, um, what do you call it, like player profiles. So at the bottom of every player profile, you know, the coaches will write uh, or have our interns write exactly what these players can work on 
and let them know, like, hey, come back to another come back to another tryout. Um, you know, if you can work on these things, you have about a month. Uh, they're pretty much all about 30 days out. You know, you have about a month to try to, you know, work on these things. Come back out or they'll talk to them and just let them know, hey, you know, you need to tweak this. You need to tweak that. So um, and then both of our coaches, well, I know our assistant coach, Don, he actually is a trainer. So he's actually at the gym all the time with guys training them, getting them ready. Um, we actually have two guys that I know of. I don't know how many more he has coming through. Two guys that uh, I know of that are actually coming through the combine simply because they train with him and they, you know, they feel like they're ready now. So it's a little, you know, it's, it's our entire organization is willing to help top to bottom. You know, we're trying to be and bring the best version of the Fayetteville standards we can. Um, so, you know, September 17th is just trial number two. We have five in total, so there'll be three more after this. But just if you're coming out, come out, work, be prepared to work, and don't let, you know, Coach Bricky intimidate you. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Listen, you're talking about someone who's, you know, listen, great player, obviously a, a, a great assistant coach. So, it, yeah, I'm pretty sure the intimidation factor will be there. But I tell you what, I'm, I'll I'll show up at a team tryouts. I'm going to bring my best basketball gear ever. I'm going to talk so <laughs> much trash. And then as soon as coach tells me, you ready? No, I'm just garbage. <laughs> I'm just here to watch everybody else. But no, that's, I, I hope that everyone, I'm going to leave it up there in the screen for a little bit so everybody can see. Obviously, come out and, and try it once again because you're the only one to hold you back. As, as you said, Ken, just give it all your, you know, give it your best. You never know. There's so many shy people in this world that they think they can't do something, you know, they, because they don't challenge themselves hard enough. This is an opportunity. Just like you said, you know, with Evelyn and David, they, they give everyone the opportunities that they want in life because life is all about choices. It's you wake up today or tomorrow, you know, whenever it is. And you say, what choice I want to make today is it a good one or is it a bad one? So same way with the tryouts, make that choice, go out there and try out. Cause you never know. You might be that key factor. Even if God forbid, let's just say you didn't have the skills as far as to be on the court, but you never know that you might have another skill that the team may need. So go out, try out and, and make sure that, you know, you give your best. And I know uh, Rick has another comment. He says, imagine Fuji being a head coach of a TBL team. I would watch Bobby Knight part two. And I said, listen, Rick is actually, he's right. Fuji is, you'll have to come back on, Ken, with us with, with, for another show. <laughs> <laughs> Fuji is, he's a wild man. He's, he's a lot of fun, don't get me wrong. He's just, he's very passionate. He's very passionate about the Eagles. He's very passionate about, you know, the Philly teams. But he is... He's like Bobby Knight, but without throwing the chairs and cursing at people and choking people, all that, <laughs> none of that stuff. He, he just, he gets angry like any other team. Like, listen, again, it's that Philly passion. You get upset when you know that things should work out the way they do. So, but it, that's Fuji. Love him to death because he, he's an absolute nut. And I, I miss being, uh, him being down here because he went back home to Philly for, uh, for work reasons and everything else because he has to. He just came down for the weekend, so it was fun. But speaking of, our team, the Eagles, as we'll get into some Eagles talk here with a couple minutes left in the show. But listen, Jonathan Gannon, right? Try to put together a good defensive match this week. How do you go up 31-17 and almost end up blowing this game? And now it's only the first game, Ken. First game out of the season, and he's already on the hot seat. Um, well. I'm thankful for that. <laughs> um, it was just weird because I, I watched I watched the first defensive possession, and I looked at I looked at our box, and I was like, "Seems like we're missing a linebacker." I was a little mm -hmm. concerned about that. I could be wrong. It seemed like we were missing a linebacker. It seemed like he went with uh, Avante Maddox, playing like a hybrid situation. 
Um, I, I really, oh no, we went three safeties situation. That's what it was, I think. And I, I was, I was a little confused because it's week one. I don't think you start off like that with, in, in week one. Um, and then as the game progressed, well, no, I would say the first series uh, that the Lions had, they were able to just run it down our throat. Um, and that was one of, that's always been one of our biggest strong suits on defense is to be able to contain and stop the run. And I feel like we lost sight of that. He was more concerned about the pass and the big play, but then we give up big plays in the running defense. And that's always been our structure, like stop the run and blitzing. Um, and when we blitzed, it worked. I can say that. Um, right. It's just when you have the talent that we have on defense, I mean, they did it. Howie did a good job. I, mm-hmm. I cannot lie this offseason. Howie did an amazing job. Um, a lot of people are still raving over the A.G. Brown. Me, personally, Hassan Reddick was one of the biggest signings we had. Um, he gives us that that speed off the edge that most teams, like Von Miller, like they have that. He is pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. So we we need to get back to our structure. He might be trying to implement something different. I'm hoping it changes because there's a lot of good backs in his league, um, and I don't want to have to keep going up against, you know, not being able to stop the run when that's what we do. We stop the run, blitz, and force air at passes, and I feel like we lost sight of that. So I'm happy he's on a hot seat. Um, but I do also hope he turns it around because we have a really great chance this year. No, no, we do, and, and it's surprising. I, I'm really, really surprised. Even Mike Orvin, who who keeps talking about that, he expects the expectation. And and granted, of course, he's a former Dallas Cowboy. But he and and the one thing I do I I love about Michael Orvin after his career w- with the Cowboys is that he now understands the same thing what it means to to be an Eagles fan, get on to be a Philadelphia Eagle, because he knew it now. I was not by any means any of those people that that decided they, they wanted to boom and laugh and everything else when he got injured because that that could have been a life a major yeah. life changing event and even though he did say it was for him personally because there was a lot of things in his life that he wasn't doing right and that was one of those wake up calls so thank God he wasn't paralyzed or anything else like that but even it's it's funny here Mike Orvin who you you he's talked about the Eagles before in the past but not as much as he's looking forward to for them to win the division. And and he loves to talk about his Cowboys, don't get me wrong, and now Dak Prescott obviously getting hurt. They got to try and figure out what they're going to do for a backup quarterback at this point. But you're right. I I wouldn't I would love to see if Nick Sirianni can get Jonathan Gannon turned around. That would be an amazing story if if he can get him turned around. Now, we know we're traveling down to DC. We'll be traveling down there in numbers. So if Jonathan Gannon's going to show up, it better be showing up against the Commanders because if not it might be a short bus trip back to Philly. So it may not bode well, but then we'll have to see what Eagles end up picking up as a, as a DC. So that that's a lot to get into a lot to dive into, but we'll see. But uh, Rick says, once we learn how to tackle uh, 16 missed tackles. Yeah, that was, that was a big one. That was, that was crazy. And I would say outside of the, everything else looked pretty good for the most, from, from a player standpoint, mm-hmm. um, Jonathan Bradbury getting his first pick six, uh, you know, Darius Slay, I think he gave up. Well, he didn't really give up a catch. Or did he? I think he did. He might have. Um, but, I mean, for the most part, everything else looks solid. I think the rotation of Jordan Davis, because um, he was effective against the run when he was in there. He demands a double team. So he was effective against the run when he was in there. Um, I'm actually – I'm really looking forward to N'Kobe Dean and what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but from – to me, honestly, like I know we got a, you know, we we got 
what, 15 more games or 16 more games in the season. Everybody's looking at the divisional games. I'm honestly looking at Monday night's game. I yeah. do believe Monday night's game would actually tell us a lot about our defense because they are completely healthy. Um, Dalvin Cook is there. Justin Jefferson is just coming off of a crazy game. Um, so it's, to me, that Monday night game, and honestly, I feel like we're we're a week to week. We're on a week to week basis simply because we barely won that game on Sunday. Had we had them at thirty eight to seven or whatever it was, and walked out with a win, wouldn't even be worried about it. But now we're week to week because the second half we kind of crumbled in the second half. Um, had a outside of the, the touchdown that we had, we had a solid first half, even with all the miscues and the missed tackles. Great first half. Um, it's just midway through the third when things started to turn around in the Lions' uh, favor, raised a lot of questions. But I'm really interested in that high power because Vikings have a high power offense. Might not have the best quarterback, but Kirk Cousins is not, not a scrub. Right. Um, he got some weapons. <laughs> he got some yeah. weapons. <laughs> so we 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 need, really need to make sure that. Uh, we get out of this week with a W because then I feel like we should we should know how to play against Carson Wentz. They don't have Chase Young, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think he'll be back until week four or six. Um, so we need to be able to utilize that to our advantage. And going into that hostile environment, 2-0 would be really good for us. Yeah, and the only one that we lost is Deck Barnett. Obviously, he's out with an ACL tear, so it's going to be – that's a, it's a big loss on the offensive line. Obviously, we picked up a uh, defensive end from the practice squad from Minnesota. So, ironically, he's on a practice squad with Minnesota. Now he's going to be playing against his former team So and, and putting right into the starting gates. So, it's going to be interesting. Minnesota, you know, I was there for the NFC Championship game. And, and to me, it was worrisome because we all know we almost didn't get there because one yeah. wide receiver, one, yeah. I mean, just one extra little inch on his fingers <laughs> and, and we're talking about a whole different thing that could happen in 2017 yeah. but minnesota i i think you're right because there's there's a lot of weapons um I, i'm i'm dying to see what what's going to happen here come monday night because it's going to be interesting i i one thing i did talk about in the pregame show on sunday was this was the first time collectively because during the preseason the three games that he had the entire starting lineup was never put together they were never mm-hmm. all there whether it be in the, all of your O-line or all of the D-line. So, yes, even though Jalen Hurts, you know, he had obviously a couple of plays, but this was basically their first preseason game into the regular season. So, mm-hmm. it, hopefully, things will get a little bit better. We can't keep having Jalen Hurts scrimmaging out of the pocket, running for 90 yards, even though it's a great thing. God, I say them legs. It's a long season, and the bye week this year, it's early. So, yeah. it, I – <laughs> My biggest thing is they gotta they they have to do a better um they have to take advantage of our running backs a little more. We can't only use them for the most part on the goal line. We can't force Jalen Hurts to throw so much so early in the game. Um and I think a lot of teams are looking at last year's tapes and realizing that's how we started out last year until about week eight. You know, we started off with Jalen Hurts just throwing, he was running for his life the whole first half of last season, too. So we need a more I wouldn't necessarily see a balanced attack. But we definitely have to incorporate the run much more and early to, in order to establish and let Jalen. That's how you sh- are able to utilize Jalen Hurts and his greatness. Establish the run, even if it's not there. Keep running the ball because when they expect you to pass and you run, now they expect you to to, to run and you pass. It throws the defense off. He has potential to be great, but we also need to make sure we got a coach to help bring that greatness out. So. 
Yeah, I think so. And everybody talked about so far this season how much Nick Sirianni has meant to to this team. And you know, Nick coming into his second year, I, I the expectations are a lot higher. I think he understands that. He knows it. Hey, listen, coming in for his first year as a head coach and get him to the playoffs, not too shabby. Again, not too shabby. You know, we and, saw and he's what, younger. Yeah. He's younger than most coaches, and he has an energy about him. So, but he also has to understand the city that he's coaching for. Yeah, we will come for him. <laughs> yeah, him. and and I think he knows it. I mean, he he did a lot during preseason. Obviously, wearing like different guys or T-shirts and stuff, and the merchandise that they have. So wow. Nick really believes in his team, and obviously, I I think it's probably the dare I say the feels of 2017. But it, it's a long way to get there. I think Jalen Hurts. Obviously, it's got to be a breakout year. There's no excuses because how we did a, a fantastic job to get him some weapons. So I just hope this offseason was crazy for Howie. <laughs> yeah, he is. And and Fuji, once again, I, I always say that's his best friend. And, and the next time you come on when Fuji's on with us, he I, I always tease him because it's his he has a best friend relationship with Harry Roseman and he and he gets upset every time I say it. But listen, <laughs> we've we have come down on Howie for many, many years, but Howie did a phenomenal job. And not to say there's not you know something else in the works, don't forget, you know, before the trade deadline, I hope that we don't lose any other key players. But you right. don't know what Howie has up his sleeve yet. So I'm dying right. to see what's going to happen there. Listen, like he did a great job. Yeah, that he did. So I'm, I'm dying to see how the rest of the season is going to play out. And, and for those who are taking a bus with Philly sports trips, boy, oh, boy, it's going to be a, a <laughs> great time when that bus all the way down there. But listen, Ken, uh, once again, thank you for coming on with me tonight. I do appreciate it. And please let everybody know how they can get a hold of you or through your social media. Uh, you can follow the, the Fayetteville Stingers. It's at Fayetteville Stingers on everything um, except for Twitter. Twitter is at Stingers TBL. Um, if you need to get in touch with me, you can uh, contact me directly at Kenneth at FayettevilleStingers.com or info at FayettevilleStingers.com. Uh, yeah, so I'm available. Uh, you want to talk, want to connect, let's make it happen. Um, so I'm here. Big things coming to Fayetteville. I'm pretty – I'm almost certain the fans are going to love what we have in store before we even tip off. There's a lot of big things in store before we even get solely to the basketball thing. So just Fayetteville, just look out, watch out. The Stingers are here. The Stingers are going to be here for some time. And just, you know, we hope you enjoy the, the entertainment that we bring you. All right. I hope so as well because it, it's going to be fantastic to see what's going to end up happening down there. Like I said, that's – um. Uh, medium in, in, in a t-shirt. So I'll make sure. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> just send me an email and I got you. I promise you. Just send me an email and I got you. There's no problem. I, I hope to get up there because I, I, I really would like to see it. And, and if I get the opportunity, I, I would really like to, to one to come out to, to, to see a game, obviously to see what the crowd is like and everything else. So hopefully I'll, I'll get the opportunity of going out there that and, and trying to have some one-on-one time. Uh, when I go yes. up there to take a look and see what's going on with the team. So listen, Ken, thank you once again for coming on. Uh, we will have you back. I, I see one more comment coming in before we end up signing off here. Uh, <clears throat> Stingers, feel the buzz. And that's true because that's what Rick says because it's up there on the on, on one of the sites. It's up there to feel the buzz. But listen, uh, I can't wait to have you back on. And and listen, we'll make sure that throughout the season that I'll have you back on there so we can talk about success, or, you know, whether it be in the good or bad. We'll make sure that we'll have you back on so we can kind of keep up with what, what's happening with the singer. So, Ken, I do appreciate it once again, and I hope uh, that everyone comes see us again on, on Thursday. Don't forget also to visit thebasketballleague.net. Please visit thebasketballleague.net. 
These schedules will be up soon so everyone can see exactly where their favorite team plays in which town. And don't forget to buy your season ticket package for the Fayetteville Stingers. I'll be the first one to put it out there. Don't forget to buy your season ticket package. So thank you for everyone who's tuning in tonight. We will see everyone on Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. Have a good one.